Hey, it's your girl Ashley Easton, founder of the Amateur Expert brand, and you're not going to believe what we have coming up for you next. Ooh, tell me more. Hello, everyone joining. Happy, 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 happy Talk Wednesday. Uh, I'm super excited that you are all joining us today. We are going to be speaking with Devon Franklin um, in a little bit. If this is your first time joining us, we are going to be speaking about career paths, ideas of success, and the tips and motivators that he used along the way. I think that is super, super important to talk about the journey. And I also think that it's important to say that uh, you are successful at any stage of your journey. And so we are going to have this conversation. Hey V, hey Raj, hey everyone joining. Um, super excited. The fun thing about this for me is that it truly, getting Devon to be on the show has truly been a community effort and I am, uh, I am just so thankful. And Mr. Franklin is in the room, so we will get started. Hey. Hello, how are you? I'm doing good, how are you? I am blessed. <laughs> I am so, <laughs> I am so great. I want to nice. welcome you, welcome you to the, uh, the Amateur Expert Podcast. I am yes. Like, incredibly excited to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. You know, I, I shoot, I saw all this activity and I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. I ain't got no time, but you know, I'll make time for my sister. I appreciate you. I was going to ask if you saw uh, my reel or, you know, if you were able to see it. there was, there was, there was a lot of people who were rooting for us to do this today. <laughs> so I thank yes, you. Yes, there were. Uh, you're more than welcome. Hold on. I just need to get a book to stabilize this sure. tripod. Give me 10 seconds. No problem. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of folks were, were real active about this. So I said, okay, look, I, you know, I, I'll do my best to make this happen. You know, I'm supportive of, you know, what you're doing. And, uh, you know, it just worked out that I was like, all right, let's just, if this is on your list, you know, let's make it happen. Let's let's talk about this list. So <laughs> I want to say first that I literally started this podcast in this capacity because of you. You and you were um, when you were doing your tour for The Truth About Men, you mm -hmm. did the interviews with Kirk Franklin and Yeah, yeah, the Truth Talks. The, yes, the Truth Talks on Instagram uh -huh. Live. And at that time I was like, I need to buy the best camera. I need to have all of the best things to do this. And I kept watching these and I was like if Devon Franklin is using this platform, I surely can use this right. platform. And so here we are. I think we're like 80 so interview uh, episodes in. So I want to say humbly wow. thank you for that. 80 episodes? Yeah, I've been doing it for over a year. And so this is a full, full, full circle moment. So when I wrote the list, <laughs> uh, you were first on the list because I was like, I have to get him on the show to say thank you. Um, wow. And so thus far, we you are nine or seven out of eight we've got one more left but this is like the icing on the cake because <laughs> the, you were the first one written down and so oh, i know my absolute pleasure thank you so much so i know that you are very busy so i want to get into the meat of the the interview Great. So the uh, Amateur Expert Podcast, we talk about career path, ideas of success, and the tips and motivators that we use along the way. So the first question that I ask everyone who's been on the show, and Valisha's in the comments, so hey V, she was also on the list. Um, <laughs> nice. The first question we ask is that you introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do currently for work. 
Oh boy, well, I'm Devon Franklin. What do I do for work? I don't know. What don't I do? Lord have mercy. We love a multi-hyphenate. Love you it. Know, producer, <laughs> author, preacher, motivational speaker, uh, you know, uh, TV personality. I don't know. I mean, I, I just do it. I got, there was an old Living Color skit called, uh, I don't know if you remember Living Color, but it I, was, do. Um, I do. My great grandfather is Jamaican. And so they had this whole skit about Jamaicans having a lot of jobs. So I'm living up to my, my heritage, <laughs> my Jamaican yes, heritage yes, by yes. a lot of jobs. <laughs> that is great. Um, okay. And so when you were younger, um, what did you want to be when you grow up? And what was the motivating factor behind that? Um, when I was younger, I always wanted to be, well, for my first, first dream was to play football. Um, I really, really wanted to play. I wanted to be a running back for the Dallas Cowboys, believe it or not. I'm a Cowboys uh, fan. Oh, cool. Yeah, they haven't been doing too well recently. No. We need Dak um, back. Yeah, yeah, and, and a whole lot more, unfortunately. Um, fair, but fair, we'll fair. start with getting uh, <laughs> Dak back. Um, so, you know, I wanted to be a running back for the, Los An for the, um, for the Dallas Cowboys. And then uh, I tried out for um, football my freshman year in high school. That didn't go very well. And so I said, okay, let me, you know, pursue my next goal, which is um, entertainment and, uh, you know, being in Hollywood. So that's what I pursued and, you know, wanted to produce. And, um, you know, I got clear on that, you know, in my teenage years and, and have been following ever since. You out? All right, cool. Uh, perfect. Okay. And so we're getting not a lot of love in the comments for being Dallas fans. Um, but it's okay. We just <laughs> have to, right. we are we are loyal people, I say. Um, there we go. Okay. So um what did you think success was when you were younger? And um yeah, what what did that look like to you? Yeah, success, um, that's a great question. You know, when I was younger, I just wanted to make it in entertainment, you know, so I didn't really I didn't really have a vision outside of I want to be in entertainment, I want to be successful. Mm -hmm. Um, and what success looked like was um, you know, having my own company, being able to produce my own content. And, and, but first of all, just making it like, I mean, I was very, very hungry, you know, at 18, 18 years old. I mean, I came down to LA from the Bay area. Uh, I went to USC. I majored in business. I minored in film that freshman year. I got an internship for the company that managed Will Smith and Jennifer Lopez and P Diddy, uh, you know, immediately started working in the business, learning the business. And so once I got my foot in the door, I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be successful in keeping a job and really seeing if this business was, if I was cut out for this business. And so, you know, success initially looked like survival mm -hmm. um, and then success looked yeah. like ultimately having my own company. I love that. Um, one of the things that I love about your story, beyond the fact that you're a multi-hyphenate, right? I'm so fascinated with people who do multiple things. Oh, is that and right? Do, and do them well. That it's just. It, <laughs> I suppose. I hope I do them well. No, for sure you do. And that's something I definitely aspire to be um, and do. Um, but one of the things that I truly love about your story is that you started out as an assistant to the assistants, right? So you have a heart um, to serve and to um, see what is missing in yeah. whatever area that you're in and, you know, do it. Um, so I would love for you to give us just sort of like an overview of the journey, right? So a lot of times people want to do one thing and then they sort of have shifts along their, their career path, but your path was sort of, you know, on track. <laughs> um, yeah. You knew what you wanted to do and you're sort of doing it now. Yeah. And so I wonder um, if you can share with us some of the things that you did that were maybe deliberate so that you can mm -hmm. get to where you are today. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think the thing that, that I did or do um, that were deliberate, um, you know, one is, you know, I, I was someone who took it seriously. <laughs> and and I think that, and when I say took it seriously, what I mean is that, you know, I was disciplined, I was dedicated, you know, from day one, from the moment that I got into, um, you know, entertainment, it was like, yo, I'm serious about this. And I think that sometimes people miss out on opportunities for advancement because they don't take opportunities seriously enough. Um, you know, especially this younger generation, you know, God bless, you know, millennials and stuff. But, you know, a lot of times it's like the way that I operated and I still operate this way today is when I got opportunity as an intern. So if we go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. I always was like, hey, if I don't make this work, my entire career may be over. So I approached it with that level mm-hmm. of seriousness, like, yo, I've got to make this work or I may right. not get another opportunity. Right. And then the second thing was um, having that level of, of understanding, I applied it to how I worked. You know, I really put excellence in my service. And too often people treat opportunities to me as uh, disposable, like, oh, this didn't work out, I'll do that. Well, no, did it not work out because the opportunity didn't work out or it didn't work out because you didn't actually maximize yeah. it? And, and the other thing, when I was an intern specifically, and then I can obviously fast forward, but when I was an intern you know, and an assistant, I took the lives of the people that I was working for very seriously, meaning like this is their livelihood. You know, Millions of dollars are on the line. And too often to me, people are too casual. You know, I'm not a casual, like, I'm cool, like, hey, we can talk. But when it comes down to business, we got to get business done. Mm -hmm. And I don't think this generation is about maximizing their opportunities. And I don't think this generation is about their business. It's like, yo, like, oh, you know, because it's it's weird. Like, from the time I was an intern to now, I am very, like, in the details. Yeah. Like, yo, what needs to get done? Who, you know, so if my boss ever asked me for something, I always had the answer. Because I was was in it, and it mattered to me. And too often, you know, people, it's like, oh, well, I don't know, or sorry, I made this mistake, or what, what do you want to know again? Yo, yo, you're not ready. You're not ready. You, you should know before your boss even asked you what you want, what they want, you should already be like, yo, here's what it is, because you're studying it. Like, I would study my work. You know, I would study my work. It was like, even, even when I was copying scripts and getting coffee and getting the lunch order, okay? I would get make sure that their order was right. You know, I would make sure why, because I understood that if I served at the highest level, then I could ultimately lead at the highest level. Yeah. And it's, and it's a period, but, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you know, Ashley, like, yo, I'm, and I'm grateful we're having this conversation because I see in this generation, like that, that lack of like, yo, that eye of the tiger as, as Rocky would say, which is one of my favorite movies. You got to have that eye of the tiger. You got to be like, yo, it's not about what my boss thinks about me. It's about what I think about me. And too often, you know, people get caught into this, this excuse of like, well, my boss doesn't really believe in me and I'm stuck doing this job that I don't like and all that stuff. Okay, time out, time out. It ain't about what they believe, it's about what you believe. Okay. And I'm gonna work at the level of my belief, not their belief. And if I work at the level of my belief, eventually their belief will become my belief or God will open up another opportunity that will align with my belief about myself, Amen. period, end of story. So when I, the moment I got into the business, I worked like that. Yeah. I worked like, yo, I'm serious about this. I'm in the details. I'm going to serve my way to the top. And I'm not going to allow myself an excuse. 
to not be excellent. Okay. Never. So, I would never so, do it. Okay. I wouldn't do it. So, so all of those things that I rely upon then, I absolutely rely upon now. And so much so that, you know, it is, it's, you know, it's, it's hard, right? <laughs> when I say it's hard, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm operating at a hundred miles an hour, right. you know, like, yo, and I, I'm like, let's go. So sometimes it's very hard for people to keep up with me yep. um, because I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm already 10, 10 miles down the field. Like, let's go. <laughs> so, sure. you know, I try to slow down enough to kind of keep my team uh, abreast of what's going on and do the necessary training. Uh, someone in here says they feel attacked. No, no, you no, that ain't, that's not an attack, Brandy. That ain't an attack at all. That that means that means I'm giving you some revelation. That's, that's a hard words you need to hear. <laughs> gotta do it. We gotta you know, do it. So so these are the things that that help me then and they help me now. So again, I don't mean to ramble. I can go all all day on this subject. I can go all day. I love it. No, this is so important. And I think for me, this is also um, confirmation because I just started working um, as an executive assistant um, for an entrepreneur. And I know that God is calling me to be an entrepreneur. And so I have these visions of what will be right. But I can't be that right now. I need to learn what it looks like to take the calls, do the emails and just be a, to build. And I think you say something along the lines of uh, not taking the stairs right? or not taking the elevator. You need you to take know, the steps. yeah, you got to take the steps. You have to, you know, you said in one interview that you, you know, your office is on the 22nd floor, but if you took the elevator up there, you wouldn't be able to, to sustain it. Right. That's and right. so I am um, so thankful to be in this position and I take it very seriously. Right. And, all tasks and all things that I do. And I try to impress that upon my friends and, and the people listening, like, yes, we want to be at the top, but we, it takes time to get there. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, one of, of the things I want to know is, um, what is your idea of success today? Um, you know, my, my idea of success today uh, is peace, you know? Um, I, I believe that success is peace. I mean, uh, when Oprah asked me the same question, that's the same answer that I gave her. Um, you know, that's what I believe. When I can really be peaceful with where I am and when I'm there, uh, then I can be successful, you know, and I'm successful. I think, I think, and peace is an internal thing, you know, it's not an external. And so often we have defined success by the external, you know, by a certain job, a certain uh, amount of money, a certain position in the world, certain car, certain house. Now, those can be um, uh, the results, you know, of, 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 of peace. It, but I, I think that if I'm looking at success as anything external, uh, I'm never going to be happy. No matter what I have, there's nothing externally that can fill the hole I have internally. Mm -hmm. So real success is finding that inner peace. You know, OK, what what do I need to do to really find more contentment within myself, within within who I am? And so that is a success that I work on because what I notice is the more that I work on that, the more that then materializes in the world. Mm -hmm. If you and I do not, even as an executive assistant, great, fantastic, that's an awesome opportunity. Even as an executive assistant, find your peace, find your place of contentment, and then you bring that to the work that you do. Mm -hmm. And when you bring that to your work, your work's going to get better. When you bring that to your job, people are going to bend over backwards to promote you okay. because you're focusing on here's who I need to be as an individual. Here are the things that bring me peace. And I'm making sure that I'm doing those things and that I'm finding that contentment because so often we, we mistake our value with our promotion or lack thereof. Okay. 
So, so often it's like, oh, I'm not promoted. Oh, I must, you know, what's wrong? Stop it. No, no, no. Again, it's not about their belief. It's about your belief. It's about my belief. You know, when I was an executive assistant, I did not operate as an executive assistant. Here's what I mean. I did the job, but I operated like I was, you know, a producer and a CEO in trading. That's how I operated. You know, so I went in the, I, I would get in early. I would get in, you know, in many times, not always early earlier than my boss, but a lot of times I would, because he would, he would come in early, but I would try to get there early and I would stay later. There was never a time ever that I was leaving before my boss left. Never happened. Period. End of story. Because that is the level, because I didn't look at myself. It's like, I'm not here as an assistant. I have an assistant job, but I know who I am and I have a lot of peace about who I am. So then it's like, yeah, I can do this job. And there were there were moments, you know, where I would where I've gotten where I got my identity mixed up yeah. with what I did. Yeah. And 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 then what happens? Here's the danger when you and I get our identity mixed up with what we do. Then our emotion gets controlled by what does or doesn't happen. Yeah. And how we feel about ourselves, our self-esteem goes up and down by what does or doesn't happen. Yeah. So one day our boss says, oh, you did a great job. And we feel, oh, it's amazing. And then the next day, your boss is silent. Don't say nothing to you. What's wrong? Is everything okay? You know, what did I do? Right? So it's like, no, 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 no. Like we have to, it doesn't mean that not hearing you, hearing that you did a good job is a good thing. Of course, we all like to hear it, sure. but we don't freak out when we don't hear it, right? Because we have a confidence that we're doing the work and that that work is going to be put in over time. Um, one of my biggest regrets is that you know, this is something that I had to learn over time because there were many times when I put too much of my identity in what I did. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, I would outsource my self-esteem to my boss. And I promise you, I would only feel, yeah, I would outsource it. I would only feel good if they said I was doing good. Mm -hmm. I would only feel good if they were giving me opportunity. I would only feel good if they were saying, oh, wow, Devon, you're amazing. And when, that, when they didn't say that, when they weren't saying that, right? When they weren't giving me opportunity, I would be like, what's wrong with me? Oh my goodness. And then I would, I would operate out of, out of uh, that lack of self-esteem and, that, and those, those moves are never good. So I regret that I didn't have more confidence during my journey at points, you know? Uh, and that I got too caught up, caught up in the position. You know, when we fast forward to when I was an executive for Sony, um, I was at Sony Pictures for 10 years and there were, you know, one time I wanted to get promoted to vice president and I really, really wanted to be vice president. And, and when I turned 30 years old, I was not vice president. Mm. And I on my 30th birthday, I was depressed. Wow. 30th birthday. And I remember being in my boss's office and, you know, just saying, oh, you know, at 30, da, da, da. And he was like, Devon, what are you, like, relax. Like, you're fine, okay? Mm. But I didn't think so because I was like, well, if I'm not vice president by 30, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And then later on, so let's say I, I turned 30 in April and by the fall of that same year, I got prom promoted to vice president. Now, here's what's interesting. Nothing changed. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like becoming vice president all of a sudden, like I was doing different work. I was doing the same work. So I created a false goal, yeah. a fake goal in a fake timeline. And I judged my worth based upon something that was fake to begin with. To begin. Wow. So what I realized was like, oh, God, and here I am depressed on my 30th birthday instead of celebrating the fact that I have life and knowing whatever is meant for me is going to come as long as I prepare to receive it. 
so and good. and that no title, no position is going to make you feel something you don't feel already. Okay. If you don't feel good, a, a position ain't gonna. It'll make you feel good for a minute, but not not permanently. Yeah, sure. If you don't feel good right now as the executive assistant you are, I promise you, Ashley, you won't feel good as a CEO. It won't happen. That's it so will good. not happen. So I, I had you guys to are practice taking notes. <laughs> taking notes. You taking notes out there? This is so good. Listen, I'm just telling y'all what's worked for me because I had to practice that. I had to practice it. And and I had to really live it in order to understand that, oh, God, it, it's not about the position. It's not about the money. All of those things are great and they will come, but they only come in line with my belief in my practice of that belief. So, you know, if I get in, so it's like going back to work real quick. And then I know you got a lot of questions. I'm going to say this and get back to your question. So so when I was in an executive assistant. Cool. So why do I get in early? Because I get in early because I want to get prepared for the day. Right. And I want to get ahead of my my boss. I want to get ahead of my boss. I don't because here's the thing. Anybody listening right now, if you want to move forward in your career, you cannot just meet an expectation. You're, you're you're getting a check to meet the expectation. Meeting expectations does not get you promoted. So if you get in right when your boss gets in and it takes you about 10 minutes or 15 minutes to get up to speed, you're already behind. Yeah. Okay. If you want to get promoted, if you want to move forward in your career, you have to exceed the expectation. Oof. Meeting the expectation is what you're getting paid for. So you don't get any credit for that. Sorry. Your credit is you got to check. When you exceed the expectation, that's when you position yourself to elevate. So I would get in early because I needed to get prepared because I knew who I was. And I looked at the job as I'm in training. I am in training to become who I know I'm already. Right. So. So, again, last I'm going to say, if you take a seed um, right here in this cup, I've been drinking. I, I love drinking tea, but I'm going to take this real quick out of this cup right here in my hand. Yep. Is a lemon seed. OK. Yep. So where is the lemon in my hand? Yeah. Right. This the DNA of this of this seed is a lemon. Period. The only way the only difference between this and, and a lemon full grown is you just got to plant it. Time. That's it. So when you know who you are, so this is this is the problem with this generation. Just because you're the seed, you automatically want to be fully formed and you haven't gone through the process. Mm -hmm. And then here's the crazy thing. If this seed could talk, this if this seed were saying, why am I not a lemon yet? Why am I not a lemon yet? Oh my goodness, I'm not a lemon. And you're like, you're a lemon seed. All you have to do is plant yourself in some in the soil with some water, and eventually you will become what you already are. Why would you be depressed if you're a lemon seed that you're not a lemon tree yet? It's going to happen because it's who you are. I'm about to put on my ushering gloves. I'm about to pass the plate up in here. What? I'm just saying. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, here I am. I'm the seed. If the lemon seed was like, why am I not a lemon tree? You're like, because you're not in the right environment. Ooh. It's not about you. It's the environment. You have to be put in an environment in order for you to grow according to your DNA. So, so instead of looking in the mirror and saying, why am I not? And thinking there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You either have to, one, maximize the environment you're in or seek out the right environment where you can grow. It's not about there's nothing there's nothing wrong with you. 
You are who, who you were created to be. You are this seed. You have the DNA of success in you. So why are you thinking there's something wrong with you? There's not. It's, there's nothing wrong with you at all. The, here's the thing. You may have the wrong mentality. You may mm. not. You may be lazy. You may procrastinate. Speak on okay? it. You, you, you may not be committed, right? But if you change those things, who you are will then begin to manifest, right? So you may have a different, you may need to change your attitude, but who you are, who you were created to be, you're that right now. No one could make me into Devon. That, no, I was Devon who God created. I had to get in the right environment. I had to be patient. I had to go through the process so that I can, can, that I can grow. And I'm growing today, right? So the growth you all see, fantastic. There's more growth that's going to come. But that growth, God is not turning me into something I'm not. I'm just becoming more of what I already was. All right, I'm done, Ashley. I don't mean to take this one question and take over this live. That's Listen, not what I meant to I... This is this is perfect. And in answering the question, you have answered multiple of my other questions. So we are we are on track. This is, okay, this okay, is, okay. It's I'm a God thing. Lead. I'm going as you lead. It is a God <laughs> thing, and I love it. Oh, and I'm so full. Like I just am so excited that you are sharing and being so authentic with us. And not that I, I knew that you were going to be right, but I think for a lot of us, this what we are doing seems uh unattainable right like mm -hmm. but it's and so i want to talk about um faith in action with you Please, um, let's do it. um i made the list I, you know i wrote it write the vision make it plain and when i wrote it in december i had no idea how it was going to happen right but i knew that i knew this was going to happen when not quite sure how guy was going to do it also no clue. But I want to talk to you. And I want you to talk to us, I should say, about having the faith or what it takes to put faith in action. Mm -hmm. Because um, it seems easier. It's it. It could be said, right? Like this faith in action, let's do it. I believe it's going to happen. But the waiting period sometimes could be tough. So just if you could speak on that, and maybe give us some tips and motivators along that line. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, I think that when it comes to faith, you know, faith requires a tremendous amount of courage. You know, a tremendous amount of courage because you, you have to muster everything you can mm -hmm. to believe in something that you don't see mm -hmm. naturally. And so, you know, this is where it, it's it's like when you write down your list, why was that important? Because when you wrote down that list. That list became an anchor from, from what you saw spiritually and mentally mm -hmm. to what ultimately manifested reality, in, in reality. So when, it, when you're talking about faith by action, I mean, everything that I've ever done in my career, in my life, is because of faith. I had to believe it here and see it here and have the courage to walk it out mm -hmm. before it ever happened. And there are moments, and I'm sure you testify to this, there are moments when you, you see a vision so clearly but when you open your eyes, what you see is so different than your vision, you cry. Man. You are on your knees because you're like, God, I don't understand this. There's nothing in my life that looks like what I see. And I don't even see how in the world what I see can be real. Mm -hmm. You know, there were times, there were times when, you know, I, I there, listen, 
I mean, again, y'all are seeing the, the the tree as it's grown. You haven't, you don't see the roots, right? That've been planted. There have been times, you know, I didn't know what how I was gonna make my rent. There were times when I was not making enough money, so I had to have three jobs. There were times when, you know, I was like, man, I gotta, you know, find money for food. There were times when I had to borrow, you know, money from family members in order to make ends meet. You know, there were times when I was like, Lord, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. And and the other thing that 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 would complement or compound that is having this vision. Well, Lord, I believe I'm going to be this producer and I believe I'm going to have this company. God, but I don't see this. You know, um, and when I was at Sony being passed over for, op for opportunities and nobody's promoting me and all these things. And God, I have this dream and I have this vision, but I don't see it. And if we are honest in our flesh, we start to get mad. We start to get angry. We start to say, God, what's going on? What's mm -hmm. happening? Where are you? Come on, Lord. No, something is wrong. I don't get it. We start to say, uh-uh, no, no, I don't get it. Because I see this person getting this and that person getting that. And I, I, I have this. I see what you've done for business. others, Lord. Right. I see what you've done for others. You clearly ain't doing it for me. You know, so we get to that point in our in our walk when we talk about faith. That's why I say it takes courage. You know, as we get to that place in our walk, where we're like, yo, Lord, I don't get it. Like, I need, you got to show me something. And here's what I've learned about faith. And I, and, I, and I go back to courage, and I pray that anybody watching right now and listening right now, you got to have courage to have faith. It's mm -hmm. okay to cry. It's okay to yell. It's okay to scream. But you got to know, okay, it's still going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I cry. I would cry. Like, Ashley, there were times I was in my office as an executive at Sony, and I knew God was calling me to more, and I would be in my office in tears. And I would cry and I would clean myself up and go back, go, go to the next meeting. I would clean myself up and still read the scripts. I would clean myself up and still keep believing. I'm telling you, you talk about faith. You got to just be honest. Like I, I, none of this, we got to stop with all this, you know, just because you have faith doesn't mean you don't have feelings. Thank you. It's like, yo, I'm in faith, but God, please help my feeling because I, I don't I'm in faith today, but I don't feel like it. I'm in faith, but I'm mad. I'm in faith, Lord, but I'm getting weary. I'm in faith. But my goodness, God, who can it get any easier? Mm -hmm. and, and here's the word that kept coming back to me. Is that. The level that you're going through, so we go back to the seed. Mm -hmm. The level of intensity you're going through is equivalent to how big the greatness is that's going to come out of you. So, so all that intensity is at the level of your gifting. So all of the frustration that I went through, and can we just have a minute on frustration? Man. Most of us are, are, have been a part of, and many of you watching may be a part of or listening, may be a part of the frustration nation where you are just frustrated out of your mind about why things have not happened. Why, why, why you're working, you're saying your prayers, you're eating your vitamins, you're being kind, but you don't see it and you're frustrated. Okay, here's what I've learned. We have one of two choices. We talk about the seed. Let's go back to the seed for a minute. In what environment is the seed going to grow? In frustration or faith? Mm -hmm. In those moments when I've been frustrated, 
there were months, Ashley, where I would spend frustrated. Oh, I don't understand. And, oh, and I'm mad at God. And, ah, oh, you know, and I don't understand. And I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. And, Lord, it's not happening. Frustrated. And what happened, what I learned is when I'm frustrated, that seed that's in me cannot grow. Okay. Wow. So, but it feels good sometimes to be frustrated. It feels, it feels justified. No, I'm frustrated, Lord. And I tell people about my frustration and I talk about my frustration and I, and I bathe myself in my frustration because I feel justified to be frustrated. Mm -hmm. I'm a certain age. I should be further than this. I should have more money than this. I should be, you know, I should have a relationship. Whatever your frustration is. <sighs> and what I learned, Ashley, is that that environment, the seed cannot grow. It's okay. I don't have anything of value to present to you from the times that I spent in frustration. Man. And what I had to realize is that I'm in frustration because I'm fighting the plan. Mm. I'm in frustration because I'm trying to control something that I don't have control over. So, so good. Again, the lemon seed, why am I not a tree? Well, you were just planted a year ago. Mm. And for the seed to become a tree, it's going to take five years. So instead of being in frustration where nothing can get in, nothing can get out, the soil for the seed to grow is faith, mm -hmm. trust, belief, showing up, knowing and believing that okay. this is going to lead me where I'm supposed to be. This is the environment that, that the seed that we are has to be put in faith. So when you talk about your list, you put your seed of faith you put, it in the, you put it in the environment of faith. You put your idea, hey, I'm putting this in faith. Because yeah. see, here's the fr what frustration would have told you to do. Rip up the list. What you got a list for? Devon Franklin ain't never coming to your life. He don't even know you. Never doing it. Yeah. But you said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put the seed in frustration. I'm putting the seed in faith. Mm -hmm. Because that seed is going to grow. Now, from the time you wrote the list, it seems like it's taken a year, right? Yeah. Just about. Okay. Right? So what happened was, again, the reason why I am here talking to you now is not from, from me. It's because of your belief. Amen. You made up, you believed, hey, God, you know what? I'm going to put this out there. You believe, I believe, God, that I'm supposed to interview Devon because I'm doing this because of the seed that he planted in me. And I'm believing that I'm going to get him before the end of 2020. And here's the thing. I'm going to put some action behind my belief. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put action behind it. Right. I'm not going to put frustration behind my belief. I'm not putting frustration in my faith. Frustration does not fuel faith at all. Right. Mm -hmm. Faith fuels faith. Right. So I'm going to put some 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 real action behind my faith. And then I'm going to wait to see what's meant to be. So your faith, your belief in what you were called to do. Is what drew me in. So amazing. It's not because I'm a great guy. It's not because I'm like, oh, yeah, I love to do this. I don't. <laughs> but when I saw your faith, mm -hmm. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're igniting my faith. And I've got to let you know that we're aligning in our intent. Okay. And so this is why it's so important. Anybody watching right now, resist the frustration temptation. Resist it. 
because those the, the frustration is you 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 are not going to be able to show anything beneficial from long periods of frustration. So where we get it mixed up is control. Mm. Why am I so frustrated? Because I am trying to control the how. The how is up to God. How it's all going to happen, when it's all going to happen, that's God's business. What's my business? To have faith, put works behind that faith, keep showing up, keep believing, keep working. And when it's supposed to happen, it will happen. And how it's supposed to happen, God will show. But the only thing I can control is how I show up, my attitude, and never giving up on the dream and the belief that I have. This is what faith looks like. And I would encourage anyone listening or watching right now to resist the temptation to take any frustration into 2021. Any frustration. Don't do it. Wherever you're frustrated is the area where you need more faith. So I, I, I saw you uh, react to something I said, Ashley. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go down this road for a minute. You reacted to a relationship. You know, I said something about relationship, and you said, Oops. So Oops, I caught it. <laughs> yeah. So so again, I don't I don't I caught it. Again, I don't know your whole situation. You know, but but here's what I'm gonna say about that. Here's what I'm gonna say about that. Um, you know, in this area, especially, you know, when it comes to being single, um, there can be a great deal of frustration. Oh, what's wrong? And I don't have the right person and and ooh, you know, ah, oh, you know, this person, why is it that I'm single and this person is, okay, so let's let's just unpack that for a hot minute. Part of what I believe in terms of being single and relationship and all that, we sell people a facade, mm -hmm. right? The culture sells people a facade that, oh, if you're in a relationship, you're better off. Mm -hmm. If you're married, oh, you're, you're, you're better off. That's not true. Amen. Let's go back to what we talked about at the very beginning. Mm -hmm when we were talking about promotion, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so if you don't believe now, if you don't believe now, you're not gonna believe then. If you don't have peace now, you're not gonna have peace then. So if you're single, if you don't have peace and contentment in who you are, no relationship on this planet can give you what you don't give yourself. Amen. So as a single person, I would encourage every single person to no longer buy into this idea that singleness is a disease. It's not. Amen. It's not. And just because you're single, there's nothing wrong with you. And I'm not saying you're, I'm implying there's something wrong with you. I'm not talking to you literally, Ashley. I'm saying to anybody listening that feels yeah, that something's wrong with sure. them when they're single. Here's also what I know. One of the reasons why you may be single is because as you come into a full awareness of who you are, again, Ashley, so your, your faith brought me in right yeah. so you believed and you believed for 365 days and then so let's say my level of faith was here mm -hmm. and you said all right i'm gonna believe so boom the moment that your faith got here we were both on the same level so it was like boom yeah let's talk yeah so think about a relationship so if you're single and you're working on yourself and you're believing in who you are and you're not questioning your greatness. You're not questioning your beauty. You're not questioning who you, who you know you can be with or what you offer to the world. Mm -hmm. you're, you're vibrating at a level 
that is shaking a lot of people out of your life. Because a lot of, lot of dudes talking to the sisters here and a lot of brothers, I mean, a lot of, a lot of uh, sisters talking to the brothers here, they know when they can get away with some foolishness with certain people when they can. So when you take your life seriously and you start to vibrate and live in a way that aligns with the value of the seed, that the DNA, the seed you are, that starts to shake some people out that were only going to come to you if they knew they can get away with some foolishness. So, so the fact that you are single, it's actually like a testament to the work that you're doing. Because when you start to come into an awareness of who you are, part of it, we go back to the soil. You just have to be patient. That the right person that's going to be able to appreciate that at the right time will be able to align. Okay. And so in a period of singleness, you know, I was the last one of my brothers to get married. I'm the middle child of three boys. I was the last one to get married. So in my singleness, what I worked on was building up myself, building up who I am, building up, you know, my, my ability to, to do things that, you know, others could not do. I worked on me. So by the time Megan and I got together, I had something more to offer. Mm -hmm. And not only that, I was already had a, I had a sense of contentment. So I didn't look to my marriage to make me content. Yeah. It adds to the contentment. It isn't the contentment. And this okay. is a really important thing. If someone right now, you're in a relationship or you want to be in a relationship, please do not think that that relationship is going to make you happier than you are now. Okay. A relationship can complement your happiness, but you have to work on building your happiness. Because then here's also what's going to happen. One of the reasons why relationships don't work is because we put too much on the other person that we're supposed to do ourselves. So if I'm thinking that this person is supposed to make me happy, and well, what does that even mean? Because okay. how do you know what makes you happy if you don't even know what makes you happy? <laughs> if you okay. haven't been practicing okay. what makes you happy before you got with somebody, how is somebody who doesn't even know you gonna know more things about you than you know about yourself? <laughs> so good. And I think I want to I want to just say to you uh, two things. One, you mentioned um, the period of frustration. Right. And so um, I'm crying at your death. And when you said that, it made me think of my brand affirmed armor. Right. So the shirt that I'm wearing, I'm blessed. Um, it is. I, it came to me because I was going through a divorce, right? And there'd be times where I would be at my desk and I would be mm, frustrated. Yeah. I would be, I was, I was, uh, sh I was feeling ashamed. I was um, sad, all of the things, right? Um, but, and I did it, I was going through the process quietly. Um, not many people knew about it. And I would look down all the time and I would use my sleeve to wipe my face or I would use the, the, the corner of my shirt. And one day God said to me, um, like you are enough or you're going to yeah. be okay or I got you. And so the brand started um, to have discreet messaging to affirm who you already uh, are, right? To remind you, to give you a reason to pick your head back up. And so yeah, the two the two things that stuck out to me most were like there are moments when you are frustrated and you don't oh, know yeah. you don't know what's going to be next or you don't know how you're going to get to the next point or to be happy again but mm -hmm. to to go back into yourself and to remind yourself of whose you are right like God got you you're gonna be mm -hmm. okay and so mm -hmm. um, amen and yes being content with yourself is 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 so important and uh, I receive everything that you say. <laughs>
And I receive everything that you say. And I want to say thank you for sharing that. And um, man, I am so full and I want to be respectful of your time. I'm not sure how much time we have left. Um, So I will say that um, you you literally answered um, the majority of my questions. But the one question that you haven't asked or uh, one question I haven't asked is um, for you to share a random fact or tidbit of information. My name is Ashley and I'm the amateur expert and I claim to know a little bit about a lot. So I would love to have a fun fact or random, you know, like a Snapple fact or something that I can say, Devon Franklin taught this to me. Taught this to you. Um... Ooh, that's interesting, Ashley. Um, shoot, what in the world do what? What do I know that's random? That, um, you know, that would be something interesting. Um, it could be like a producing fact, or like, um, or it could be anything. Um, you know, listen. I when you when you said random fact, I mean, you know, the thing that came to mind was MC Hammer. You know, I'm a I'm from Oakland. I'm a huge MC Hammer fan. Okay. Um, you know, I would, uh, during our holiday, we keep, we're not doing it this year because of COVID, but during our holiday Christmas parties, I would do an MC Hammer performance and lip sync MC Hammer uh, because MC Hammer, most people don't realize, is truly um, one of the biggest rappers of all time. And he does not get his just due at all. You know, he was the first multi-platform wow. yeah. uh, rap superstar. And he really took hip hop to a place of commerciality that it had never seen before. So when you look at the Drakes of the world, the Drakes of the world who are able to conquer different forms of media stand on the shoulders of MC Hammer. And most people don't realize that, you know? I mean, he's got a diamond album and, you know, did commercials and, and, and cartoons and, and merchandising That's and right. touring. Yeah. I mean, he, he had the first, you know, multi-platform uh, operation of any hip hop artist um well be now it's kind of you know everybody looks at it and it's like oh it's commonplace we look at travis yeah. scott and all those folks but mc hammer was truly a trailblazer um in in that regard and, and he don't give enough credit so you know random fact is i'm a huge mc hammer fan as a matter of fact i don't know where i got an mc hammer bobblehead in here wow yeah, that yeah, is yeah, great yeah. and i would have never guessed um <laughs> and i also never put made the correlation between him being so major right like I know that he did a lot of great things but never really thought about it in the you know the Drake sense or like the the, the sense of common uh, or current uh, uh, stars and rappers Mr. Franklin this has been amazing my cup is running over right now <laughs> and I know yeah. everyone else's is um, the last thing I would love to ask if you can if you could pray us out yeah sure no problem at all no, no problem at all uh, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, right now for uh, the amateur expert. Dear Lord, we thank you, dear God, for this podcast. We thank you for Ashley. We thank you for her heart. Uh, we pray, dear Lord, that you would give back to her uh, all that she has poured out to so many. I pray also for everyone listening and watching right now. I pray that they would know this is not a random accident. Um, you know, just a, this is not a moment of where they happen to be scrolling and said, oh, let me see what's happened. No, the reason why they're here is because something in their spirit said they needed to be here because of the information that was going to come to them. So if you are listening to this right now, if you listen to this podcast or you're watching this live right now, you need to know there's great favor on your life. There's a great plan for your life. You are the seed and the environment that you will be in will grow you. I need you to know that you will become all that you were created to be. I need you to be more patient if you're listening to this prayer. 
I need you to be more more um, persistent if you're listening to this prayer. I need you to stop procrastinating if you're listening to this prayer. I need you to switch from frustration to faith if you're listening to this prayer. And I need you to know that everything that God has spoken of your life will never return void. So you are everything he's created you to be. Now I need you to walk in it and live it every day. It's not a matter of what others believe about you. It only matters what you believe about you. And I pray in 2021, you will see the seed that is you grow farther and bigger and brighter than ever before. This is our prayer. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Forever grateful. Have a happy holiday. Love to you and Megan. Oh, thank you so much. We receive it. All right. Thank you. Bye.